Good morning. We do want to crown him as Lord of our lives. We're in the season of being thankful. And I know that we are a blessed people. And I know that we can easily say what we're thankful for. uh, Wednesday night when we had our Thanksgiving service, um, yeah, there was a board with sticky notes that everybody could write. And it was interesting to see just what people were thankful for. So I want to focus a little bit about being thankful, but I want to focus more on what we should be thankful for. (laughs) And you say, well, what's the difference? Well, there is a difference. And I think what we should be thankful for is going to cause us to be thankful for the little things in life and not be envious of others. We talked a little bit about, or someone did, about envying other people and wanting what they have. And I think we can be content if we are thankful for what we should be thankful for. So I want to go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and read a few verses there to kind of go into what I want to share out of Ephesians. But it's God's will for us to be thankful. So if this is the will of God, then this is a a desire that we should seek after, to be thankful. Verse 16 of chapter 5, it says, Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit, despise not prophesyings, prove all things, hold fast that which is good, and abstain from all appearance of evil. In looking at verse 18, it says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So what has Christ done for you that causes you to be thankful. There was a, a few phrases that were on the WhatsApp status of a couple people that mentioned the idea of being thankful changes the attitude of people. And it's true. You know, if we're truly thankful for the things in life, I think we're going to have a good attitude toward, toward life. And... I think God knows that. God knows that if we can be thankful for what Christ has done for us, then we're going to be thankful for other things in life. And if we go to Romans chapter 1, verse 22, um, this here is Paul's talking about those, the... People who knew God, who who he was, but they rejected him. And what was one of the reasons that they did that caused them to reject God? 
It says in verse 21, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God. So knowing who God was, and they knew who God was, but they didn't glorify him, and neither were thankful. And I think those two kind of go together. And they weren't thankful for it, so they don't glorify it. Or they didn't glorify, and they also weren't thankful but became vain in their own imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. And I think that's what happens, is when we become unthankful, God blinds our eyes toward who he is, and he doesn't reveal the true glory that he is for us to glorify. So what are we thankful for? If thankful changes our attitude and causes us to glorify God, then just what are we thankful for? I want to go to Ephesians chapter 1. There's a a few verses I want to focus on. If I can find Ephesians here. Okay, Ephesians 1, verse 4. Ephesians 1, verse 4. According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to his good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to the good pleasure which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first trusted in Christ, in whom ye also trusted, after that ye have heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance, unto the redemption of the purchased possession, unto the praise of his glory. I think I'll stop there. I would like to mention a few things that we should be thankful for. Having, in verse 4, it says, According as he hath chosen us in him. Do you see yourself chosen 
by God. There's several verses that I could have read, but I would like to go, or at least read one. I don't know if you don't have to turn to it, but 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 12. It says that you would walk worthy of God who hath chose, who hath called you into his kingdom and glory. So God has called you into his kingdom and glory. And you say, um, but I'm not worthy. I've, I'm not of the kingly line. I'm not Jewish. I'm not whatever you may say that God wouldn't call me. But God has called everyone, the poor and the rich, the lame and the blind, and he has called everyone to his kingdom. And what a privilege that we have, and I think that's why we're so thankful this season. The privilege that we have to be, have been called by God and, and have been chosen by him. And... I think of my family, or my mom and dad, and, and so on, and the church, and, and you think of me coming to this position, place in life, I'm thankful for them, and I am. But I'm also th- more thankful for that God put me in that situation. He put me in this home, and I'm grateful for it. And he put me um, into his kingdom. And yes, I'm thankful for that. And I'm thankful for the opportunity that I had to receive him. So verse 4, it says that God has called us or has chosen us into before the foundations of the world. He did it before... The world was even created. And that's what blows my mind is to, to know that God knew us. And I want to get to a verse here. Well, let's go to, no, I want to talk about verse 5. It says, having predestinated us into the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to his good pleasure of his will. So, you can look at that word and say, and have predestinated us. And you say, well, I, he didn't predestinate me, so I, I, I'm not part of his kingdom. He has called everyone to his kingdom. But he just knows before the foundation of the world, those who are going to reject him. God knows that. And I think God also knew that you and I would accept him as our personal savior. To be adopted into the family, is that a privilege? It is. You know, if you come from uh, the ghettos of, the, of the, the ghettos, the homeless and so on, if you come from a situation like that where your father and mother rejected you and they couldn't afford to, to raise you and so on. And to be adopted into 
a good family is a privilege. Well, to think that us, in our sinful state, walking after our fleshly desires, to be adopted into the kingdom of God, to have God as our Father, to be able to say, Father, to God, is a privilege. And it's a privilege I don't think we can fully understand until the fullness of time comes when he returns for us. In, in Jeremiah, he, 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 God told Jeremiah, before the foundations of the world, I knew you, and I knew, called you to be a, a prophet. And what a, what a privilege it is to have a father that we can have to be part of a family where the father can say, you know, I called you to be this and gives you all the strength you need to do it. It is quite a privilege. And if we look at verse 6, it says, To the praise of the glory of his grace, he hath made us accepted in the beloved. And to think that God, because of sin, God separated from separated himself from man. It's because God and sin doesn't go together. So we were lost and doomed for eternally without Christ. And we were doomed. There was no... We had no other hope in life than to die and to be eternally damned. But it says, speaking of Christ, Christ has made us accepted. So through Christ, God has accepted us into his family. And what a privilege, again, to be accepted by God, this, this true, holy, righteous God, and God that, that is over the universe, and who, the God who knows no sin, and a God who, yeah, it, I can't share the thoughts that, that comes to my mind when I think about that. He has made us accepted through Christ. What a privilege that we have. And in verse 7 it says, In whom we have redemption, so we were bought back by the blood of Christ. So think about being thankful for what Christ has done for us. It's, he has made us acceptable by shedding his blood and not only that, is to look at our sins as he's never seen it. It's to remove our transgression as far as the east is from the west. He knows no sin because of the blood of Jesus Christ. What a privilege that we have to be part of that. And then it says in verse 8, He hath abounded toward us. 
So not only did he called you and asked you and provided the way for you to be accepted by God, it says Jesus hath abounded toward you. He has given everything that you need in life. He's pursued you and he's paid the price for you to be sinless. What a privilege. Given everything that we need. And that's why we can be thankful. And that's how, why we can look at our neighbors and say, oh, so what if he's got a nice back porch, which I guess somebody Thursday, Wednesday night envied. But so what? I'm grateful for what I have. And the reason we can do that is because our gratefulness toward God. As far as the east is from the west, I hope we can grasp that. <clears throat> then I'd like to jump down to verse 11. It says, In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined, predestinated according to his purpose. But he has... We have obtained an inheritance. And my inheritance is not going to be what we see here on this life. It's not going to be a, a mansion along the lake somewhere. It's not going to be things. It's not going to be money. But my inheritance... Is going to be, read verse, uh, read Revelations 22. There's a song that I hear that I kind of like. It says, my gravel road will turn to gold. And to think that the, the gravel road that we live on, the ups and downs and the bumps and all that, is going to be turned to gold. And there will be streets of um, a mansion in, on a hillside. I don't know if we'll be on the mansion on a hillside or be on that 75 acres that Jerry talked about. But we'll have the privilege of an inheritance far more than we can even imagine. That's what I'm thankful for. In... Well, John 14, it says, I go to prepare a place for you. And to think of, of preparing a place for us 2,000 years later, I mean, how nice of a house could you have in 2,000 years of building? But God, uh, Jesus has been preparing a place for us. And I'm grateful, and I'm being thankful for that, for what he has done for me in that. And then verse 13, it says, Whom ye also trusted, that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with the Holy Ghost of promise. So think of that. Now you've been called, you accepted Christ as your Savior. And then he says... You are now sealed with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. 
Are you thankful for that? Well, I am. So what does it mean to be sealed? Does that mean I can go and live my life the way I want and pursue all the riches of this world and be sealed by the Spirit? I'm going to go to heaven? No. The part that I see as being sealed is I'm not perfect. Even though I've been adopted into the family, a God's family, and I have an inheritance waiting for me that's beyond imaginable, I can still make mistakes. But being sealed is the spirit working in us. You know, what you did was wrong. As for forgiveness, you're still part of the family of God. And I guess that's uh, what I'm thankful for. You know, because a, a bad thought comes through my mind, I'm not kicked out of the kingdom of God. And that's a privilege, and I think it's a privilege that we don't fully understand. Verse 14. Um, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchase possession unto the praise of his glory. So I trust this Thanksgiving season that we can be thankful. And I think until the fullness of time when God returns and everything is revealed to us, it'll all make sense. But until then... I'm going to be thankful for the little things in life. So how do I do that? How, do I, how am I going to be thankful for the little things in life? Well, remember what Christ did for you. And to remember him as your Savior. And then, I think, in, um, back to the First Thessalonians 5, we'll be able to rejoice evermore. We'll be able to pray without ceasing, and we'll give thanks for all things. It's because we remember and we are thankful for what God has done for us.